What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the next episode of the Crane Kicks Lex podcast. Uh, today, I've got some special guests with me. I have James Lyons and Kate Lasoa, right? And uh, members of the Railbirds. And uh, they came on here, talked to me a little bit about what's going on with the team, uh, what's up with the Railbirds, maybe hopefully get some of you guys enticed to possibly join in. Um, and then maybe do a little bit of a midseason check-in because we're at the halfway point of our inaugural season. Um, so we're going to talk about all that and more, maybe even uh, discuss a little bit about some Burger Week stuff too, making me hungry. Uh, Kate, James, how you guys doing? Doing all right. Doing good, buddy, man. I'm excited to be here. I've heard you in my car a lot, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Yeah. I told you guys before we started recording that I've just been really excited about the prospect of having, you know, various fans on here, giving people a chance to, to talk. And plus it, it helps me out. It's nice to talk to people besides myself. So it's comforting for me. And it also is great to just have fellow fans hear from other people uh, and their perspective. So I'm glad you guys came on and you guys are, are really doing me a big favor by coming on. So I appreciate it a lot. Maybe I want to start out by just like asking, you know, each of you, uh, you know, let's start with Kate. Kate, like what kind of got you into to soccer or even just like LSC? Yeah, so um, I grew up playing soccer uh, um, since I was four years old all the way through my sophomore year in college. And um, so I really just got into soccer at an early age and then um, – as my career in the sport um, went on, I came to love the game a little bit more, I guess, you know, as you get older, you know, I quit yeah. soccer after my uh, sophomore year, but like getting yeah. back into watching it, it was just as exciting. So that was cool. Cool. James, what got you into soccer? I think like you're a little bit newer to it, right? Yeah, 100%. I'm kind of, I don't want to call myself a Fairweather fan by any means. Um, but kind of when Ted Lasso got kind of mainstream is when I guess that childhood like of soccer came back. Yeah. Uh, cause, yeah. So growing up, uh, I was always a football fan of American football uh, with Detroit. And so kind of having a local team here was kind of easy. I, I see. Ya. I see. You. Was it Detroit? Are you a Packers fan? I'm guessing. Uh, don't you ever besmirch me like that, James. I'm a Vikings fan. I have class. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Anybody who's listening, you guys obviously don't get the video side of this. I was kind of giving James a little bit of a look. It's, I automatically start cringing. But good news is, out of everybody in the NFC North, Detroit bothers me the least. So, yeah, so we're sorry. okay. We're okay. Yeah, if we, if we're a Packers it. fan or Bears, Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I would have signed up, man. But yeah, so kind of being the, <laughs> the Detroit fan, you know, uh, my wife and I, we go to every stadium. That's kind of our goal to watch them play. And so yeah. for us, driving six and a half hours, I think, to Ford Field, it's great to do yearly. Uh, but when you see all those fans at the game and stuff, I finally had the opportunity, I think, to see myself kind of starting that and have a daughter. So with uh, LSC having a women's league, kind of want to support both ends. So if she gets into soccer, I can become that dad that is just hollering in the stands the whole time. That's awesome, man. And I think you you probably can relate to my sentiment to, as far as being a Vikings fan but living in Kentucky. You're a part of the fan base, but it's hard to be a part of the fan base. So it's really cool whenever you have something local that you can really – invest your time into 
And, you know, the whole Ted Lasso thing, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I love that mentality, right? There's no wrong time to get into a sport. And, you know, sometimes it can be kind of intimidating when you start getting into any type of sport, like seriously, because you feel like people that have been around forever, they're like rattling off all this information about it. And they're like, oh, yeah, do you remember in 92 when this happened? And it's like, no, I was three. <laughs> and, and I didn't like the sport that much then. <laughs> so so that's great. It, it's really cool to see those, those stories develop. And I'm, you know, I similar boat. I've got two young kids. And so thinking about the idea of, of soccer being here and possibly either impacting them as fans of the game or players of the game, it's really cool. It can create a pretty unique bonding experience. Mm-hmm. So I'll open this up to either of you. What What made you all decide to go from just supporters of LSC to actually being really integral members of the Railbird supporters group? Um, I can start. Uh, so I guess my first experience with any sort of supporter group was when I went to my first match at um, what what the Mercedes-Benz Stadium for Atlanta United yeah. back in, I think it was 2017. Mm-hmm. And um, that was just like an incredible experience. I'd never been to a professional match before. And so it was a lot of fun just to like be a part of that crazy crowd, like hearing the cheers echo throughout the stadium. And so yeah. – when Lexington got a, like I saw they were getting a team, like the day mm-hmm. that the, the the tickets or like the deposit for season tickets dropped, I just threw my name in and, and my husband. And, and we were just like, okay, we're getting them. Like, I want to be a part yeah. of that. And um, I didn't know about the supporter group until we got the email mm-hmm. about um, getting season tickets. But if you wanted to be in the supporter zone, email this other one. And yeah. so uh, that's just kind of what happened. And then I saw there was membership or leadership available. And so that was pretty cool. And then, um, so I just signed up and I'm the treasurer and I've had a lot of fun being a part of leadership. It's really cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. James, what about you, man? Yeah. So for me, it kind of comes, so, you know, when you're like a kid and you always go to those games with your dad or, or mom or, you know, whoever, uh, yeah. for me, I always did that with my dad and, uh, just seeing kind of fans on the bigger teams here in America and how they kind of embrace each other. Even if you travel right from like a far distance, it's, it's like a kind of home. Um, yeah. so I kind of saw Alexa as an opportunity to kind of be part of that, uh, kind of, you know, kind of know the chance and get to really know everybody and, and actually know the team rather than just being somebody who claps for them. Right. Which is great. Yeah. But but getting to know the actual players is kind of like one of those bonus things uh, that kind of goes with it. So I saw an opportunity. I'm, you know, kind of middle age, working all the time. So for me, it's kind of lets me have some energy or focus, I guess you can say, kind of elsewhere. So it keeps me young. That's why I got into it. <laughs> and I just ended up uh, being – and this is kind of to anybody that might feel that way. Like they have a lot of responsibilities that they don't think they could do a lot for the Railbirds. I just signed up to be a um, – member at large um so basically you know miss katie and uh, jesus and john and all those guys kind of handle everything uh then mm-hmm. i just kind of help where i can and it's been fun it's been really fun that's awesome because I, I think being where like this as a professional team is so new to to lexington you know obviously there's like Lou city racing Lou uh, up in louisville but I think some people here maybe are just less familiar with the supporters group culture and what it all entails, because it, it's strange when you think about how many 
sports don't have something that's really equitable or like they can translate over to exactly what it is. And I think sometimes people get a misconception that maybe it's like you have to be the diehard fan and the person that's going to go out to every single game ever, blood, sweat and tears. And absolutely, it is a commitment because, you know, you guys need help. You want help. You want people to help you engage uh, other fans and engage with the team. But, you know, it's really no pressure, right? It's it's something that people can join and then they can come as they want and help as they need or want. And, and it's not anything too crazy, right? So yeah. I, I think that's something that hopefully people will start to see because you guys are a really welcoming group. And like, I don't, I don't think anybody ever feels like you, you all are overbearing or intimidating or anything. Any type of interaction I've ever seen you all have with anybody, it's always been like very friendly, very understanding. So it's cool to see people like you all getting that fan base engaged and ready to go. It's, it's, it's great. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. That's our our goal to like, just have as many people involved as possible and like no pressure. And like the key to that is having numbers overall. So like, I just want to encourage everybody, like, even if you're like coming, you just have like, if you have one match ticket and you're like, I want to be a real bird, you can join. Like, yeah, that's all. That's all it takes. You just have to have one ticket to join. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, and and I've even noticed too, right? Like, any game, if somebody buys a ticket somewhere else on the stadium, they're able to come over into you guys a section, right, and then join Absolutely. in with you all. Yeah, yeah, yeah one hundred percent. We we encourage you. Even we got some. I think what our last home game before. Um, Katie did a great job. We had quite a few people kind of coming up their own chance. That's what we're looking for. Just creativity. Yeah. Cause right now it's just, it's been us and we've had a lot of feedback, you know, from our social groups. Um, yeah. But chants are kind of tricky, especially for me, NFL, you know what I mean? There's really no, yeah. uh, you know, it's just yelling. So uh, that's been the biggest <laughs> yeah. thing for me, especially playing the drums, remembering, Hey, it's a chant, yeah. not just chaos. So. You have to have a little bit of rhythm and then creativity with like, okay, well, what song do we want to stick this with? And then I feel like there's always like this weird thing where you're wrestling, like, you don't want to copy all like the EPL chants or anything, yes. but at the same time you're like, but that one's kind of good. So can we adopt They're catchy. it? They are, <laughs> yeah. you know, right. And then some of them are kind of nice because you don't have to be able to sing. <laughs> you just have to yell. Just be <laughs> and, loud. That's all we need. <laughs> right. Right. I know. And it's been cool seeing you guys release some of the player chants. And I think it's neat that you all have been putting out fan polls. So uh, if anybody's listening, you've not, like notice those watch out for those with the rail birds like turn notifications on or, or something because it's cool to, to have a say in which ones are going to come out and then it's exciting whenever they do show up so and and i know you guys talked about like perks right especially as far as like getting to know the players like uh, players are awesome and it's very cool to have that experience and then you guys actually had some unique perks here recently right because you were involved with the new merch and new kit release tell me a little bit about that yeah, it was it was an experience, man, to say the least. Um, really, you know, uh, Lauren reached out to us. I think you know who she is of uh, previous pod episodes of her um, Anyway, she reached out yeah. to us, and it was an opportunity really for all active Real Birds members. And that's what, like, was crazy about it, kind of to her point, that if you went to one game and, you know, and maybe continue to go to more, right, like had that commitment, maybe one game every now and then, who cares? Um, yeah. it would have been kind of open, uh, but it was, uh, it was a very unique opportunity. Uh, like to your point, kind of the players, I, 
we all kind of started while we were waiting for everything to get set up. We're all just kind of playing soccer, just us together. Um, one didn't realize how fast the PK is until Miss Katie there <laughs> shot one right past my face. <laughs> um, so shout out Knight, any saves uh, on that because that's yeah. impressive. Um, but then, yeah, so we, we did that. And then uh, a couple of the, the players were on the field. Uh, my brain's shot today because of work. Uh, You're good, it was it was a blast really getting to know them doing the photos and then just kind of seeing what they think of lexington because i think we all kind of take it a little bit for granted maybe for the salt and the pepper of it um but uh it was unique kind of hearing you know they've been everywhere and they're just like yeah there's there's some stuff here i'm like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is yeah. super cool it and I know they asked my my oldest to come model some of the gear, and he was like starstruck, which he is every time that he sees the players, and he's always just like, "These are professional soccer players." Which at the same time he's five, so some like two seconds later he's like, "Oh, what's that ball over there?" But you know, <laughs> he sees them, and he's just kind of like, "Whoa, what's going on?" And it's like they really are like super nice guys. Like every single one of them, they're just like so chill and so genuine, and it's it's awesome to see. So yeah. It, it, um, it was a lot Sorry, of fun. Kate. No, you're good. Uh, yeah. It was it was so much fun because like my husband and I both uh, went to we went to the afternoon session, which I think you went to with your son, um, yeah. Tyler, and then uh, we got to meet Owen Green, um, mm -hmm. Don Smart, mm -hmm. and um, who else was there? So so I think was there. Oh, right? so so yeah, because we took they came in as we yeah. were leaving. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and then in the evening it was uh, Cesar um Khalid and uh Tariq and so right. we got to just yeah. like hang out with them and at one point uh it got really we turned off all the lights in the stadium which is that was yeah. the coolest part and um we had these lights that like were green and but you know like it's summertime bugs are like to the light constantly <laughs> yeah. so like we would have to walk and they said all right have your, your like your game face on we'd be walking with these lights like right on us but we'd be getting like pelted with like bugs to our face and like me and cesar were just like as soon as i turned the light off we'd be like ah! and like just like wiping the bugs off of our face and that was just that's a really awesome. fun experience yeah <laughs> that's very cool and then like i don't know don's hilarious i don't know if he was like oh, joking yeah. around with you guys there like he was cracking me up but oh um, yeah I don't know, it's just fun then <laughs> mm -hmm. well I, I know i'm gonna give you guys a chance to to do like a spiel to convince people to join the railbirds before we leave off with each other um but let's like pivot a little bit to maybe some of our recent results if you guys are cool with it but before we do that i i don't know it's on my mind today because if anybody out there is paying attention by the time you listen to this it'll probably be the second day of it but it's burger week lexington burger <laughs> week um <laughs> And I know I'm usually pretty all business on here about soccer and everything, but I can't help it. Like I got to, I got to talk about burger week. Have, have you guys had any plans to try any of the burgers on this list? It's a pretty big list this year. Yeah. I was noticing that. Uh, we even got some, I think in Frankfurt this year, which I, yeah. it's kind of crazy. To see, it's kind of spread a little bit more. Um, right. Yeah, I like the savory ones. So when I saw the uh, Crank and Boom, they have an ultimate Oreo burger. I was like, is it really a burger or is it like, you know what I mean, an ice cream burger? But either way, yeah. when I saw that, I was I was pretty excited about that one. Yeah, like some of them are a little bit, they're stretching it some. <laughs> mm -hmm. Kate, you got plans for any of them? Yeah, um, some of the ones that caught my eye was, the first one was the, is the Bandolero, I think, from Wild yeah. Eggs. Yeah. That one looks fire. 
<laughs> yes, <laughs> but, I agree. And, uh, my husband really wants to try the Creole burger and the sucker punch. Ooh, yeah. Both of those, yeah, they look like, I don't know, really good. <laughs> <laughs> those look awesome. I'm one of those people that I like really weird things. Like, I like whenever, mm. like, places go crazy for Burger Week. Like, I don't know if you guys remember a while back. I think it was, like, Harry's or somewhere. They did a PB&J one. And um, I don't know. There's been other weird ones throughout the the time that they've done this whole thing. So, like, the agave and rye one caught my eye. It's, like, crusted in um, ramen noodles. The burger itself is. And then it's got, like, all this other stuff on it, like, bacon and, like, a couple different sauces. And so, like, there's this, there's this sick side of me that's, like, what is that like eating a burger crusted in ramen noodles? <laughs> even though there's this other side of me that's, like, don't do that. That sounds weird. <laughs> Did you <laughs> but I'm see just the crab? curious. Did you see the crab rangoon one? Yeah, yes. Yeah, I saw that one that too. One weird. <laughs> yeah, it does. I, I just, I don't know those weird ones. I can't help but gravitate towards. I don't, and I'm not one of those people that does like every single burger. I knew a guy. Um, he like moved away to Japan a few years ago, but he would literally do every single burger in the week, and he would like rate them or write a little thing about it because he was just all into it. And I'm like, I don't know how you can do that. Like, I mean, I like to eat, but. That sounds like that make my heart start chugging by the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow. That's so much. It's, it's, yeah, it's something, but I'm excited to try some of them. It actually had me thinking too, like if there was like an LSC burger, um, I don't know. Do you guys, if I were doing it, I don't know if you all remember this. Do you remember the weird ketchups from like the 90s? They had like the, the green and the purple. Yeah. I feel like it would be perfect if like LSC partnered with a restaurant and had like one with the green ketchup. I mean, I, I know, right? Just for the novelty. At first, yeah. my brain was like horseradish because horses. Then I was like, no, we got to go further with this green ketchup. I don't even know where I'd go from there after that. <laughs> but I feel like I'd have to do it. Maybe like how Burger King's doing the weird colored buns now for like all yeah. these different things. Yeah. Throw we that, that together. Spider-Man one. That would yeah. be pretty cool. Yeah, put you could put a little thunder, like a little thunder logo, kind of yes. like that uh, burger yeah. fight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like it. I know. <laughs> I know there are people on the team that are listening to this, whatever it comes out. So you get us together, Mike and James. We'll straighten you out for next year's Burger Week and and give you our our plan. You just gotta oh, yeah. find some preserved. 1994 green ketchup. <laughs> I don't even know what year it's from. I just remember I, it lasted like six months before people were like, what are we doing? <laughs> Dude, I, I always said, I think they made a purple. I think I just remember having that one. Yeah. I thought it was so strange, like alien almost to dip my fries in it. I, I know. Like, I don't even like ketchup, but I remember no. just as a kid being like, I just got to do it because it's weird. And then I was like, but it's still ketchup and I hate ketchup. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't like ketchup either. So y'all are on the yes. end of that one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like I'm more of a mustard guy. I, and I, I know I'm alone in many circles with that. But uh, I would say me and my wife, we're, yeah, we have, we don't have ketchup in the house. But we have two bottles of mustard. I don't know if that's too much info, but there you go. No, no, I'm with <laughs> it, man. I'm with it. Mustard team all the way. And yeah. a lot of I'm mustard haters out there. I'm not a condiments girly, so I oh. really just, I don't really like a lot of them. I'll do ranch, like with wings or blue cheese mm. wings, but if yeah. I, I like the special sauces that like restaurants will like come out themselves. If I yeah. tell myself that I can't taste the ketchup, then, you know, like it, it, it doesn't count, right? <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you just believe hard enough, it doesn't count. <laughs> oh, yes. 
I love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to try some of these. So um, I'm hoping a few are good and uh, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'll do like a little like tweeting out of my my burgers that I try. And then you we'll should. See. You guys could do like a Railbirds one. Any of the Railbirds Ooh. who try one. Yeah. There you go. That's right a good idea. Yeah, Burger yeah. Week. Railbirds ratings, yeah, something like that. that was a terrible name, but you'll figure it out. No, I like that. I'm gonna pitch that. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> That'd be very cool. Mm-hmm. Well, let's move to, um, I guess maybe a little bit more of a, a somber topic. Let's talk about our last couple games. It's, I haven't uh, done a pod since before, um, we faced Tormenta. I was kind of, um, content created out after I did my WWE themed. <laughs> um video <laughs> calling out <laughs> both um a lot of people who listen to this i think you're mainly on like ig or facebook so you probably didn't see the full force of it Bolt the ibis is very active on twitter um and so he warned me beforehand in fact um during the game when we had the storm delay i went up to the press box and the owner of tormenta um <laughs> he came and, and met me because he follows me on twitter and he's like Hey man, you had guts going for Bolt, but I'm just gonna go ahead and tell you that if you guys lose, it's gonna be bad. And I was like, cool, 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 cool. And then as the <laughs> game went on, I saw Bolt tweet out, uh, <laughs> quote tweeting the score line and said, "Get ready to watch this." And I was like, no. And then he tweeted something else, and it was like a subtweet to me. And I was like, oh my god, this is this is going <laughs> south quick. <laughs> and then not like ten minutes after the game ends, there's this whole compilation video they made trolling me and i don't know i took my lumps i knew what, what fate might have awaited me around the corner taking on both the ibis uh but it is what it is <laughs> maybe next time it'll uh, turn out better for me but i don't know how are you guys how are you guys feeling after this because i know like people are taking it one or two ways right especially with the tormenta loss there were some people that were just the ship's on fire let's jump and then some people they're like okay this is a stumbling block and uh, you know, we, we can still do this. We can still put forward some solid performances. We still have half a season. So what, what are you guys thoughts and feelings? Kate, I'll start with you. Um, so I'm genuinely, generally a pretty positive person. And so yeah. um, after the tormenta loss for sure, it was a hard hit. I think um, it definitely wasn't what anybody was expecting. Anyone was, um, hoping for and I know that um, the team took it pretty hard as well and I think that honestly it's gonna happen like it like mm-hmm. it's our first season like I'm sure that's been said many times to by after many di- different teams many matches like there's like always gonna be those matches that you're just like oh man like I don't know what happened and I feel like right. that's kind of like with the rain delays and just like the uncertainty of like whether the match is going to continue, like all of that stuff, like you just have a bad match sometimes and then you move yep. on and you get better. And like, that's pretty much like, I'm not one to hop off the ship, just be jump ship. That's what you said. Uh, jump ship just because like a team has a bad match. Like yeah. some of the best teams have like those types of days and it just happens. Yeah. Vikings. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. that not, that's actually where I was going to start. I was like, for me to jump ship as a Detroit fan, I can't really go anywhere, guys. See, so you get it. Yeah, <laughs> we we live in pain. When you when you are soaked in pain for your whole life through your fandoms, like things like that, you're just like, well, we'll get them next time. And you, you know, mm-hmm. I, sometimes you you can tell like who like 
the fans are of like spoiled teams that are consistently like winning stuff and who's like suffered. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Sorry, yeah. James. I mean, it cuts you off, but You're I, I good, feel you. But no, yeah, but no. So that's kind of how I feel. I mean, you know, with the kind of what we're talking about there, you know, that game had so many like delays and we got a team that's young and fresh. So, I mean, to really expect them to, to play if the game had never stopped is, is almost, I don't want to say it's unthinkable, right? Cause we got a great mm-hmm. coach training these guys and doing scenarios. Yeah. Um, but at some point too, we also got to be realistic on mm-hmm. on what you know these guys can do because they go out there, they they try hard. They're in a unique position um, right now. I got them in uh, 14 points, right? All right, 10th place yeah. uh, with with USL. It's top six or playoffs. Yeah. So uh, we got six sitting at uh, 22 points, and we did go on a. The hard part, I guess, was that kind of tie. After yeah. tie, I mean, it was great because it wasn't a loss. As a football mm-hmm. fan, don't really like them because they're confusing. <laughs> um, but in the same sense, you know, kind of uh, season one of Ted Lasso, you know, the whole let's put a believe sign kind of on this team because mm-hmm. I mean, we're halfway through the season, we're sitting mm-hmm. for sure a little bit back. We're at 14, sixes at 22. But if we can go kind of on that same tie streak, get those wins because at that same time the top, what, three or four teams were kind of hitting ties, too. So we could have for sure gained ground. Uh, opportunity right. maybe wasted there. But um, I think, you know, kind of wash that last game off. I know when we were talking to the players, they're really excited about the next coming up home game. Uh, yeah. But they're excited to play just soccer, though. You toss a ball at them and they'll start doing tricks. And uh, it's very <laughs> impressive. I thought I still had it, and I realized I never did. But, uh, but yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I think we're in, a, in, like I said, a good spot, right? We're not last. Yeah. I hate saying that because there are two teams under us and they might be listening. <laughs> um, but at the same time, you know, we're in striking league, and now it's just time, I think, for the team to kind of take advantage of coming up schedule. we got some hard games, but we also yeah. got some teams that we've competed against pretty easily um, yeah. at, at their home. So if they come back our way, I'm, I'm expecting the guys to really show up and show out, I guess. Yeah. And I think sometimes it's like, uh, I don't know, like take, for instance, the Tormenta loss. Tormenta barely redid their team after they won the championship last year. And like, to be fair, they've not been super consistent. They've not necessarily been hanging around in the top of the table, but it still is a team that mostly has the same pieces. You know, you have a striker on their team that nearly was their golden boot winner uh, last season. He got beat out for it, but not by much. And they're just a really well-oiled machine when they want to be. And getting beat 5-1 is tough, but we beat them once. We tied them once mm-hmm. in their house. And at the end of the day, no matter how many goals you're beat by, it's it's the points are the points. And, yes, goal differential does eventually matter. But it's just I feel every team has one of those getting punched in the mouth type games. I mean, Richmond just had one against Omaha. You know, they got beat 4-1. And Richmond is really good. And mm-hmm. they have, you know, people like Emiliano Terzaghi. They have Ione and, like, all these other players that are really perpetually performing. Meanwhile, like, Omar had been struggling for a little bit. So it's it's tough to just throw in the towel. And then with the Charlotte thing, I mean, again, we beat them. But they also have 
really the the top keeper in the league right now as far as performance is concerned. You know, I, I have full confidence, of course, in our keeper keeper core, but when we're talking about statistically, he he does his job and he had some pretty awesome saves that kept us from being able to pull ahead on that. So I'm I'm with you guys and you know, and people sometimes bill me as being too optimistic on stuff, but you know, <laughs> I I've, I've said it to many people before in person. I'm like, I'm 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 from too many fan bases that are are just drenched in pain. And there are too many people that are just like toxic about it, that I can't do it. I can't do it. I, I'd rather just mm-hmm. be realistic, but optimistically realistic. If that's there a thing, you, you know? So yeah. I, I completely agree with you all on that. And, and I guess maybe if we look bigger picture for the season, and, and we kind of already touched on it. You both mentioned a little bit about our overall results. How do you guys feel regarding your expectations at the beginning of the season versus where we are mid-season? Are, are you still feeling like our trajectory can change? Do you feel like um, we should already be kind of in playoff positions and holding? Do you feel like maybe this is a year where we're just figuring things out? So it's more about just kind of having fun and just letting the team get situated. Well, what are your thoughts? I would say for sure, kind of to your point, you got to let the team kind of glue together. Uh, I think if if you honestly or, you know, anybody out there, I'm new to soccer, so I'm saying this with this much love to everybody. If you would have thought this team would have been like in playoff position right now, I think your expectations mm-hmm. might have been set to UK basketball level. Um, mm-hmm. I know that can be hot. That can be hot button topic too. But anyway, <laughs> um, I mean, at the beginning of the season, we had these guys, and I hate saying it, but but given yellow cards to kind of save a, a breakaway goal. Some some breaks in that middle line kind of defense um, gave the penalties, which sometimes can help, sometimes can't. Um, now the team seems to know their area. They know who's around them. Uh, we don't get as many. Um, I think I've been playing FIFA, so I can know some words here. Wings, I think. Right. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. You got it. Yeah. Outside. There we are. So yeah, no, you're to... right. I wasn't correcting you. You got oh, it. Got you. Yeah. Uh, appreciate you. Um, but yeah, so I, I think we were kind of getting beat a little bit on that outside, which then would cause our middle to kind of crumble uh, around the goalie. And at that time, night was, you know, with uh, Jamaica. Is that right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Awesome. Um, so that was kind of our flaw, right? So we had to like foul to kind of stay in the game or we'll be giving away breakaway goals potentially. Um, now, like I said, the guys are, they kind of know each other are kind of sitting in our uh, rail bird section, which we named the stables uh, as of today. Officially. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> but you, you're starting to see those dead leg kind of trick plays where the players know, you know, Hey, I got trust that my teammates going to be behind me. So they're doing that kind of acting to kind of have the goalie kind of follow them and now we're seeing kind of that complete circle when it comes to uh, set plays. And as well, kind of like the the free runs where the guys kind of break down in the center together. So they're looking to give that pass if they don't have that open shot. So the growth has been there. I, I think I think the next six, seven games will kind of tell us maybe what to expect kind of going forward. Because uh, right. like I said, coming off that hard loss, I know – uh, for the photo shoot, we actually got to talk to the coach uh, for a little bit, which was really cool. Didn't expect that. Um, yeah. and, and you can tell there's a fire now. I think that uh, oh, that yeah. last, yeah, that last L kind of 
got them all a little bit like, hey, we are better than this. Because kind of to your point, we beat Georgia uh, when they were at our house. Uh, mm-hmm. I think, you know, we pulled off some some crazy wins or as well some ties on teams that I would would have went in the game thinking 3-2 going it down. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, so I think the next seven. But I'm really happy, I think, with the teams at in striking position. Just got to make it count. Kate? <laughs> well, I don't know. I can top that. <laughs> um, That's good. James, you take over now. <laughs> so I'm pretty hopeful. Like, this season, just expecting to, like, be ready to support no matter what. Like, um, any new team is going to, like, you know, Cincinnati started off, like, pretty low and work their way up now to when now they're one of the, they're like the best team in the MLS right now or one of the best. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, it's going to take time. It's going to take um, like lots of hard work. I know like the guys didn't even play together that long before the first match. Like it was just no. the fact they came, were able to come out strong mm-hmm. even from the beginning with all the experience like together that was yet to come. Like it was still super like encouraging to like just see all the excitement around the the team regardless of the result and I agree with James in that last um that Tormenta game um for sure was uh hard on the team and I think it's it was like the right okay take a step back here's where we're at we still got half the season left we're not we're still in this like yeah it would be ridiculous to just cut your losses like mm-hmm. and um as to the people that like are like oh well they're not they're in tenth place doesn't matter anymore like those are the type of people that I want to encourage that negativity is not going to get you anywhere and no. if you're just like uh, supporting the team and expecting to be the best like the UK basketball <laughs> yeah like not going to get you anywhere you're never going to be happy with the result but I truly believe that like with the work and the effort, the team they have and the coaches, the coaching staff, like they have potential to like rise up in the ranks in the second half of the season. I completely agree. And and I feel, I don't know. I've seen rumblings of people being like, well, why aren't we just like buying somebody? Why aren't we getting like transfers in? And, And like, but I feel like they're kind of missing the point because this isn't one of those situations where we're just, seeing a team that's throwing money to overspend on players just to try and hopefully win a championship and then maybe not. And even still, I wouldn't even say that we don't have quality players. Um, and, and I think that they're also not paying attention to like those players that are on the bench or even sometimes aren't on the bench, aren't included in our, our 18. They're, they're the future. They're, they're those yeah. players that they're developing. They're those young players that they're investing in, you know, like Kimball Jackson, Diallo Iracose, mm-hmm. you got Drew Patterson, you know, Eric, Seha Gonzalez. Like they're all players that, you know, if you talk to the team, you talk to the players, you know that they're putting in work and that there is, mm-hmm. there's a plan for them. There is a plan. It's not like they're just there holding up space and, and that's it. And I, and I think that sometimes, we can all get caught up being short-sighted because, you know, we want that instant gratification. Everybody wants them to win. I would love for them to win the championship the first year and then rub it in, you know, Knoxville's face or whoever's face and say, you know, (laughs) look at us now. But I also try to be realistic and understand like it is a process, you know, and Kate, your point about Cincinnati, that's perfect. They were terrible. They were terrible when they first like moved up to the MLS. It was so bad. And then now they're killing it. 
They're doing so good this season. I mean, even if you want to think of something a little bit more, um, you know, USL based in League One, NOCO. Like, everybody's afraid of NOCO now. And granted, they've had some stumbles, you know, and we've even pulled off a tie against them. But they have the league's leading scorer, and they're just absolutely putting in performances that people would not have seen last season. Last season, they were fighting to try and maybe scrape up for a playoff spot, missed out on the playoffs, and now they're just completely revamped. And sure, they had a few players you know, leave, some more players come in that might have made a, a difference, but they also still have a core that's back for, for round two. And when you have like a team that you're building from scratch, from nothing, there was nothing there in the first place. You know, It's not like somewhere like Knoxville where they played in USL 2. And then they just were like, okay, well, now we're going to go up and let's figure out how to make it work in USL one. We had nothing. <laughs> and yeah. so, and I think that's something that in a weird way, and this isn't just saying like, oh, I love suffering through losses, but in a weird way, it's satisfying when you're there through the tough. So that way, whenever you get to those rewarding moments, like, man, they're rewarding. <laughs> like they feel good whenever you, you get to that point. And I feel like, that's an opportunity for our team. I could see us in a couple of years being one of those teams that like everybody's like, whoa, I don't know if I want to mess with that, you know? And, and I think that you can see it all throughout the organization. And I'm sure you guys have, have seen it having the access that you do being, you know, members of the Railbirds and part of the leadership and everybody in the organization is, is pushing forward and, and pushing together. And I don't think it's, you know, a situation where you have a team where it's disjointed. And so a little bit of patience, I think, would do do good in some cases, um, you know, and I don't feel like all is lost. And I mean, yeah, it might be a tough road, but we still have another 16 games. So playoffs, in my mind, they're not out of the question now, you know, six, top six. I mean, yes, we have work to do, but top six, that's all you got to do. So literally half the league gets in. So you just need good results and some people to start stumbling and you know, they can switch pretty quickly. I know last season I was trying to get acquainted with USL one and I was following all that really, really closely. And it was surprising how much that stuff shifted just in like the last like six games, everything mm-hmm. just started flip flopping and everybody was losing their mind being like, what just happened? So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm with you guys. I feel like it's, it's worth the effort to maintain a lot of that positivity. It's okay to hurt. It's okay to admit <laughs> when things aren't the best, you know, and, and, and there's nothing wrong with that, but I don't know. You got to push forward. Yeah. Sometimes I think the the fan base, I know a lot of people listening to your podcast, probably Cincinnati Bengals fans. So I yeah. want them to take the patience, right? Yeah. Like the Bengals, I mean, those fans are now, you know, in your face because they're excited, which I'm happy for them. But, right. uh, but it's kind of right. Like, I think the difference kind of your point is we're used to college where it is like you'll swap a team out, especially at UK kind of. But yeah. uh, kind of to your point about having that core, right? Every kind of key NFL team, the reason that they win is they don't swap a lot of players out to keep that that base. And then they do pick up speed or pick yeah. up power. And I think for, for us to start swapping players out, it's a little, little early because, you know, I mean, yeah. shoot, one game you might have somebody looking like, you know, ah, are they going to start next? And then they'll pull, uh, like Nico pulled two goals in one game. Just, mm-hmm. yeah, you know what I mean? So it's it's been fun. It's fun, fun sport to watch. Yeah, absolutely. I And I, I'm with you on that. And I just feel 
you know, we have we have the guys that can do it and and we do have people that can swap out. I mean, we just saw, you know, Cesar's been been great for us, but then Frankie was in for him this weekend and he did awesome. He was one of our highest rated players and he was really making an impact on the field. I know he was stopping a couple pretty dangerous shots at some points and and really locking it down. So we have guys that can swap and we have people that can, you know, switch positions. And I don't know if you guys noticed, but we have a very fluid style. And like, I started like mm-hmm. picking up on that and I was like, wait a second, this is all over the place. Like one game Khalid was like essentially out on the wings and wasn't playing like in the center. And I was like, is Khalid acting like a winger right now or something? <laughs> like it was, <laughs> it was wild to see, but it worked, you know? And, and I think he even had an assist in that game, but it it's, it's cool to see how fluid we are. And I really like the approach of, of getting players that are so versatile because I like teams that are dangerous all throughout you know, it's cool to have like that one guy, like your superstar that it's just like, they're going to bang in goals every single time. But it's also cool whenever you have a team where you're like, who's going to score? Like who is going to mm-hmm. do it? You know, mm-hmm. it, it, I was even having trouble. Cause I just jokingly made a guess about our Charlotte game. I was like, will Bainham header it's coming. And I like, I don't know. I looked at my wife the two times that he like had a header towards goal and she's just like, <laughs> You almost had it. And I was like, I know, I was so close. <laughs> <laughs> I would <laughs> I would have had that prediction right, but here I am without it, you know. But it, it's just you never know. I, I feel like each day one of our players is just firing. And I think sometimes that keeps other teams honest because then when they're preparing and looking at film, you're like, Oh, okay, well, Nico Brown's top scorer. We got to watch out for Nico. Well, then here comes Ates. Well, then they account for Autis, but then there you have Khalid. You're accounting for him, and then Tate swoops in. And it's just, you know, even Tariq, who takes those rocket shots from, like, 23 yards out, and they're, like, missing by inches. And if he was on, like, target, he'd be scoring, you know? And I know he will at some point because, man, those have been insane. (laughs) That's the truth, right? Somebody, you know, somebody like him, let him shoot. Because at some point when he figures out that that sweet spot, Mm -hmm. he's just going to be slamming Yes. Or even like Charlie, it's been driving me crazy how many opportunities Charlie's had that are like really dangerous. And it somehow it takes like the most minor deflection or something and just goes off target. And if that, that foot wasn't there or that leg wasn't there, it would be going in. And I'm just like, Oh, he's got to do it. Of course, like, like I interviewed Charlie, he's like such a nice guy. And I'm just like, man, give this man a goal. Like, Honestly, get him hooked up. But I, I don't know, y'all. So where do you, where do you in your gut, based on where things are now, feel like we are possible to finish? You can even do it as a range. If you're like between like this and this, what's your gut tell you? I'll take eighth. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if we can, because it's a couple spots up from where we're at, um, and it's it's close to playoff. Yeah. Um, and then I think that'll leave them hungry enough next year to come out and, and clinch it. Yeah. We think yeah. Kate. I mean, I'm optimistic. I think they can they can hit six. Like if like they have the talent, they have the yeah. cap- full capability to get there. Yeah. It's like it's just gonna all in the cards, like mm-hmm. who's gonna put have a bad match, like we could get lucky and or like all of a sudden we're just finishing those shots that are like inches. Yeah. I don't know. I I'm positive. I think we could. I think we could hit playoffs our first season if the cards are in our hands. Or I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I love it. I, I love that too. Because like I've always been wavering between six and seven, 
mm-hmm. like my gut tells me six. Like I'm like 75% certain we're going to get sixth. And I just, there's something that tells me we're going to make it to the playoffs. I don't know how far through the playoffs we're going to make it, but I just have, I don't know, this things are going to, they're going to click. They just yeah. are. I, and I, mean, I really, yeah, sorry, James, go ahead. You're good, but I was, I want to, I want to believe, but as a Detroit fan, sometimes you just got to stay on the fence. <laughs> well, there's like this weird thing too, because I'm with you, like with the Vikings, I'm like, oh, we're going to lose this one. And then we win. Like we always beat like teams we shouldn't beat. And then like teams we should stomp under the ground. They beat us by like 30. And I'm like, what just happened? So then I just try <laughs> and like, I'm going to trick the universe. I'm like, yeah, I don't even care if they win. It doesn't even matter. We're not going to win. And then we win and I'm like, it worked. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> and I get in my head about that stuff. But I, I think six is good. I think, I don't know, in my mind, if we can stop the getting scored on. I think we'll be okay. And I don't think it's one particular like section of the field's fault. Like, And I don't even really feel like this isn't me bashing the team. I feel like collectively if we could figure out how to make that work to where we start really making it harder for teams to catch us on like the counter and capitalize, then I think we'll be okay. But even beyond the counter, I feel like we've just had bad luck sometimes. We have like these weird things that happen where the ball takes a weird bounce and somehow their player is just in the right place at the right time. And, you know, I don't want to be one of those people, but sometimes luck does just play a role in sports. Sometimes it just does. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we've been on the wrong side of luck despite performances and despite actions that we've taken. And then especially as the season's gone on, like early on, I would have said, you know, like James, you talked about it. Like, please stop fouling near the box. <laughs> like, please, <laughs> please stop. Please. But I, we've cleaned that up. I don't feel like that's as, as big an issue for us. And so I, I think to, to what both of you have said, we're, we're progressing. We're making those moves. And so we just got to keep making those moves. And scoring's obviously not an issue. We've only been shut out twice all season out of 16 games. So that's not really a problem in my mind. You know, sure. Would I love to see us drop three plus on a team? Absolutely. Which technically we did in that NOCO game. Um Sorry, I'm a little salty about that ref. <laughs> I was sitting there because I'm on that end, and I was like, that's not offsides. What are you doing? So, sorry, I should say offside. Somebody's going to come after me because I put an S on the end of that. Um, <laughs> but it, I think it'll come. I really do. So I'm I'm, uh, I'm hopping on the, the hope train. That's what I'm going to do with, with Kate. Yes. <laughs> with, with this midseason section, and especially with you guys knowing the players pretty well, do you have any particular um, players that you find yourself cheering extra hard for, or are you more of a, I'm cheering for them all equally. Do you have like maybe a fan favorite personally? I, I would say from the photo shoot, uh, Tyreek grew on me. I did. Yeah. He's, he's pretty funny. Um, and then, but you know, he takes his, his sport serious too. And you can kind of tell and, and kind of in the games, he's been entertaining to see, and then I'm going to say his, his last name wrong. Is it Matchell? Charlie Matchell? Matchell, yeah. Matchell. Okay, yeah. I apologize. And I could do that at first, too, and I was like, Charlie Matchell. And then I heard somebody say Matchell, and I was like, uh. <laughs> There we go. I was calling him Captain. But, uh, but yeah, no, uh, there you go. There you go. He's really uh, surprised me with his hustle. Um, there was one match, I can't remember exactly, but uh, using kind of the football, you know, field that's kind of on the thing. I swear on my life, that dude went from the 40 – to the 30, like on the other side of the field, and then turned around and went back to the 40 and then made a play on the ball and probably ran another 10, 15 yards. 
and I mean, he just doesn't, doesn't quit, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, really all of them, I hate saying it because, you know, it sounds like nothing wrong know, with that. We're number one. Um, but yeah. all of them are, are, are very unique uh, kind of in their own way. And, and uh, it's been left been kind of a, a beast. I guess my at home root on has been kind of since the team has been named has been uh, Nico. I don't know how. He popped up. I think I was looking up uh, USL one kind of highlights, and he played yeah. for Greenville. And yeah. uh, I and just the fact some of them trick shots and moves he does, I was like, oh, I'm gonna root for him. And so it's been fun. It's been fun to see him all though. But yeah, he's a big yeah. fan favorite in Greenville. Like they miss him bad. I actually have a couple of buddies in Greenville, and they're like, yeah, we're gonna be kind of sore without him. And uh, every once in a while they'll text me and they're like, Nico's going insane out there. Like he's just bawling, and I was like, "Yeah, I know." Thanks for the, thanks for sending him our way. I love it. Yeah, it's been nice. Yeah, so yeah. hopefully uh, he continues to perform too. Yeah, I'd love to see it. Kate, mm-hmm. what about you? You can always take the all of them approach too. It's fine. No. <laughs> oh, obviously, like awesome, but like some of the players that stuck out to me, like performance-wise, have been Amal Knight. Obviously, like. Yeah. He's just unstoppable. Like those his crazy saves that he's had like this season. Um, where we started off the season, I think he he didn't play the first couple matches because you said he was in Jamaica. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. He played our first one and then he went off for international duty. And then yeah, they have uh they had Austin play like I think the next yeah three three I think, three, I think. I think yeah. so yeah because I remember Cosby playing quite a bit and then um. So, like, Amal Knight just, like, impressed me so much. And then um, Khalid as well. Like, yeah. he's just, like, he called himself the gentle giant. Like, yeah. that's what he said they call him or something like that when we were uh, uh-huh. talking last week. And um, I don't know. He just, his performance as well. Like, I just yeah. really enjoyed cheering him on and the rest of the team as well. It's hard to pick just, like. Yes. And, my, they're like, all good, right? They're, they're just good yeah. dudes. <laughs> they're yeah. good dudes. They're yeah. doing, like, they're also kind, too. Like, you yes. just talk to them, and they're, like, walking up. Like, we went to um the first photo shoot at the studio, and Owen Green just, like, walked right up to us and, like, shook yep. all of our hands immediately. And, like, yes. same thing Cesar was, like, handing out waters, like, yeah. to all of us at the field. Like, it just went individually introduced himself, like, as if we didn't know who he was. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm surprised he wasn't trying to spray everybody. I feel like every video ever, he's like spraying somebody. And like, I don't know. Anybody follows me on social media, I have a video of him spraying them all after he had that epic <laughs> save at the Charlotte game where like we won off that PK. And he just like comes up and I just happen to be recording and he's just like, ah! <laughs> That <laughs> might be why he was saying this is all water models. You know what I mean? He was right. trying to get it going. Yeah. It, you're right. It's hard. There's just so many good options with it. And, and they're just, I don't know, really awesome people. And I feel like, that, that's what's really cool about League One is they're relatively accessible. I mean, not that every fan can just run down on the field and be like, hey, we're best friends now, you know? It's like there's still those boundaries, but still they even all go down to the little corner and sign autographs for people and they'll chat up every, anybody that's, you know, coming down there. And, you know, none of them give you that weird, like, I'm a pro sports star vibe you know that you would expect whenever you think of like some of the stories you hear from other pro sports it's very much always just like hey we really appreciate you coming down and like thank you you know it's just it's weird how humble they are too like i'll never forget the first time like i've met uh, a mall in person i had my son with me because we went out to a training and i brought him along and my son really wants to be a keeper and so he was like shouting he's like night hey night and he's like 
he knows my name. <laughs> and I was like, what? It's like, he's starstruck by my five-year-old knowing who he is, you know? And so it's just one of those cool little genuine moments that you see with them. And, and that happens so often. And I don't know. It's just, it's really, really something. So with that, I, I know that's hard to choose. I, I don't know that I can. Like, it's hard, especially when you know them personally. I think it's easier when you don't know them personally. <laughs> but when you do, you're just like, I don't want to choose my favorite kid, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of those uh, things that you just you wrestle with it. But let, maybe the same vein, who would you all say is our midseason MVP? So just like purely performance, who do you think is like, okay, if we did not have them on the field more often than not, I think things would not be quite where they are as far as when we're having good performances. I yeah. hate to say it, but, but night for me. Sorry. I just have the, no, like it's that easy of an answer. Cause I mean, there have been yeah. games where let's be honest. I mean, it'll be what two, one, we'll come back, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Get the, the kind of during that tie streak and they would still pop five, six great shots at goal. And, and uh, he would save everything. Uh, yeah. And kind of what I said in the beginning of the podcast, I used to think it wouldn't be that bad, but then uh, Miss Katie shot a ball right past me and, <laughs> It's a lot faster than what it looks like in the stands. So uh, I'm even more impressed now, like knowing that it wasn't even like at their level. No offense. No, you're great. No, they are way stronger than I am. Like <laughs> It is truly insane. Like I, I have played soccer and everything. I didn't play like super high level or anything, but you know, I I've gone behind the goal before when they're doing warmups and taking shots on goal and like the sound of the ball hitting the back of the net, you're like, Whoa, that's powerful. But when they hit the post, that's when you realize how hard they are shooting. Um, and I'm just like, I'm glad I'm behind the net here. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. There's one that Nico shot right at my face and I caught it on camera. And I was just like, oh, thank God that didn't actually hit me in the face because it was like came within inches. The net stretched out and like, luckily it didn't show I flinched on the video, but my head definitely like jerked back. And I was like, oh, <laughs> life flashed before my eyes, you know, and yeah. it's, I got some power. Oh, yeah. Kate, who are you choosing? Uh, I'd have to say Tate Robertson uh, or Rob. Is it Robertson or Robertson? Robertson. Yeah, Robertson. Okay. Yeah, he's just crucial on the field. Like he's yeah. he's like making things happen. Like he is he he's ranked for one of the top assists um in the league right now, and like for a reason. Like yeah, he's he's making moves. He's like always. I feel like he. I don't know how to put this into words. He just like gets it started. Or yeah. is like there to continue on, like to yeah. finish. To he's the one still chasing the ball down. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know no. how to put that. <laughs> no, no, you're right. He's like his hustle. I I remember like the last uh, home match. Like he had like a crazy gut out where like he was all the way up the field, and they were on a breakaway, and Amal had come forward to try and meet the person one on one because there was no there was no defenders anywhere around, and he had no choice, and so he came forward. And the player managed to just get past him. And Tate just came out of nowhere and slid in front of him, knocked the ball, and it was getting ready to go out for uh, potentially a corner or a throw-in. And he got up and chased it down and got it before it actually went out and then just kept going. Like, that was wild. That yeah. was <laughs> That blew my mind, the hustle that he had on that. Like, it's important for your, like, midfielder's offense to come back and be there. Because, like, when you're exhausted from being a forward or even midfielder, like, sprinting all mm-hmm. around, like – you and you have to track back yeah like the exhaustion you're already feeling and then having to also be there to support your team like it's crucial like if you don't have 
your forwards and midfielders, um, mainly midfielders, but even if like your forwards are able to get back to like, it's so yeah. important. Like, hundred oh, <laughs> percent. I'm glad you guys are more decisive than me. I'm the most indecisive human being <laughs> on the earth, and so like I kept bouncing between. I was like, okay, like Knight kept us in games with all these saves. Nico killing it, top scorer. Mm-hmm. Then we got Atis with his footwork, and he's the one that's making it dangerous and making things happen, you know, when, when we're in the center and, like, actually attacking. You know, Tate, all of his, you know, efforts with assists and big chances created. It's mm-hmm. just, like, a, a plethora of goodness. And I think that's something where you, like, look at the stuff so intently that you can't help but see the good in each of the different individual performances. And you're like, what do I even choose? I would have to go, like, I was, I was like, this close to going Nico. I feel like maybe he's tied because like, I don't know. I'm a little biased because I like them all so much. Nico's five goals have been phenomenal. I'm going to probably have to pin down and say Ates though, because I feel like his ability to just move through space and frustrate opponents has been a lot of the reason why a lot of our other players have been able to get open for chances because they just get so ticked off. He's so good. Uh, dribbling around and in between p- opponents, especially like near the box or in the box that I, I feel like it gets other teams kind of in their head a little bit and they start getting frustrated with it. They're like, what's going on with this guy? And then obviously, you know, that leads to them fouling him like all mm-hmm. the time. Like, mm-hmm. and I know other teams have been like, yeah, he flops. And I'm like, man, are you kidding me? Like your, your guy that just fouled him is six, five. Atis is not a <laughs> and he just bulldozed him because he got mad because Atis was dancing around him with the ball. Like, I, I don't know. I think we got more goals to come from him for sure. Now, Nico's been on fire. Don't get me wrong, but I could see Atis, especially with the amount of shooting he does. Like, he is, like, I think he's still our team leader with shots that he's taken. And so I could, I could see more of those landing. I, oh, I just yeah. think it's a matter of time. So, what is, your favorite moment so far from the season? What what has like been like either just from it could be either that you were there for it or maybe you just watched it on TV. Either way, but what is your your favorite moment from one of our games this season? It has to be our first win, like a home win. Yeah, that that was just like the crowd, the atmosphere, like. The excitement in the air, like yeah. we had people like sprinting around, like pulling the smoke grenades, like just like I don't know. It just was a completely different feeling. Like that was the first, like our first match was super special. Like I, I have a yeah. hard time choosing. Right. Because the first match was like first time you see all these people show up for yeah. a sport that's not like it's growing in a yeah. in a town that they had to drive to outside of the city, like. Yeah just seeing that support was so special and then on top of that like in our first home win I don't know it's hard to pick between those two but both of those just had to be my top two moments I can't pick just one but you're right about that energy at that first home win though that Mm -hmm. energy in the stadium was I I don't know It, it was something else it was it was unexpected honestly I did not think it would reach the levels it did but people were just amped <laughs> like the oh, level yeah. of hype going on was was through the roof so it, it was a really cool one i agree but that's it, uh that's a good one to choose too though like just first game in general because there's like those jitters of like oh wow everybody's here and we're playing james we think 
Uh, I don't want to do the default answer. I've been uh, lucky enough to take my little girl to one game. And yeah. uh, she she stayed awake the whole time and didn't yeah. cry. So that was a big win for me. Um, favorite moment? I would honestly think game-wise was, I want to say it was the second game or maybe third. Um, I was watching it at home on TV, and I think mm-hmm. the guys had the go-ahead goal uh, but the ref, I think, ruled somebody was like offsides or something like that or, or something. Yeah. And they took the goal back and the game ended up tying because of that. Like last, it was like the last play of the game. Yeah. And as um, a, I hate bringing up the NFL on your soccer podcast. I'm I don't care, man. Go for it. <laughs> but watching Detroit lose every possible way, um, it, it was very humbling to see these guys lose because there's no instant replay or there's no like, yeah. Uh, goal, you know, like can Yeah, we don't have like VAR at this level. Right. And so to me, it it really taught me that I love this sport because you just never know kind of what we all yeah. keep talking about. Each game's kind of a wild card. The refs are, are about the same, but what they call is completely different, you know what yeah. I mean? And uh, it, it changes it into being a different type of game almost. I call it uh, earlier today, we were talking in our group. And I call it the soccer, the real life version of the Harry Potter chess game. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you chess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, and I think that's what you know. It's kind of made me keep watching this team, is because you even hear the coach dialing in more detail. Because I think the first mm-hmm. uh, preseason game, all I ever heard him yell was shape. And I hate saying this. I had no idea what he was talking about. Um, so for <laughs> like, wrong, yeah, for 30 minutes, I'm looking around and I got my buddies with me. I'm like, does anybody know what shape is? Um, <laughs> but now, like I said, playing FIFA and then, like I said, just kind of watching the game and, and mm-hmm. talking to the players. Um, I kind of now understand what's kind of going on randomly. Sometimes I just focus on my drum beats, but uh but yeah, when the game gets good for sure, I look there. But yeah, that was probably my favorite moment was when that goal didn't count and I realized that yeah, this league's gonna be the same probably for me. <laughs> I'm excited. Hey, you gotta love what you know. <laughs> Mine by far is that uh win against Charlotte where Amal saved the game. Like cause we had just entered into a storm delay like before like the last three minutes of the game or whatever it ended up being. And I remember like I came back in with my wife and like, I don't know, maybe two thirds of the fans had left, which can't blame them. We got late. It's storming. Nobody knew when we were going to start back up and we got in there and then, (laughs) you know, we're, we're playing our hearts out. We're trying to maintain that, that one point lead that we had. And I had just complimented earlier the refing. I was like, this is probably the best refing we've had all game until they sent Kalen <laughs> off and called a PK. And I was like, I jinxed it. This is my fault. <laughs> but it was like so intense. And like when they did that, everybody was just so loud. You would have never guessed that there were so few fans in the stands. It felt like we had a full stadium because people were just still cheering their hearts out ready to amp up a mall and then he he saves that pk the place exploded i would have thought that i was in a place with like ten thousand other fans just the way that everybody reacted when it happened and then the players and the coaches and everybody's just losing their mind and oh it was so fun and just one of those those games that you can't help but remember and i feel like 
I'll remember this like years from now. I'll be like, I was there at that game in Charlotte with that crappy PK call and <laughs> tell people about it. And they're like, sure, grandpa, let's get you to bed. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was super neat. And I think that that's just, I don't know what this game brings is that, that excitement, that, that idea that like anything that can happen will, and it might not always be what you want to happen, but when it is, it's going to be exciting beyond belief. And that was one of those moments for me where I was just blown away, but I don't know. Hopefully other people have similar experiences. And I, I know that it helps whenever you, you go out with people that you enjoy going to the games with. And, you know, even thinking you don't have to be the biggest soccer buff ever. You know, I, I think it's really cool that, you know, like Kate, you guys are like really inviting to everybody. James, like having somebody you like you involved that's, you know, you, you don't claim to be soccer expert of the year. And I think that that's really awesome to see. I think that that's nice. And that's something that will help people feel comfortable with like, oh, I can learn this with people and learn to enjoy it with people. And I think that's crazy cool. So before we like depart, I don't want to keep you guys too much longer because you've already donated an hour of your time. What type of pitch do you guys have for people joining the Railbirds? I asked uh, John and Jesus this this when they were on with me a while back, but what's your pitch for people coming out to games or joining you all in the Railbirds um, for either a match or permanently as members? Um, I, my big one would be, and this is just coming from my heart and in all honesty of Lexington, We've let a lot of good teams go, uh, like the Thoroughbreds and the, the Horsemen. And sure, those sports aren't for everybody. Um, but at the end of the day, it's great family entertainment. And I feel like with LSC, we're, we're bringing a change. Uh, soccer, you know, it's changing in America. I mean, heck, you got Messi coming over uh, to play with Miami. Um, we got the World Cup, you know what I mean, uh, coming, I think, next year, 2024, to the United States. So, this is the time. Take your kids, right? Take them to a game. Uh, the atmosphere is amazing. Everybody's always welcome. Um, if anything, if if you know, if you can come up with a great chant, would even love it. Um, but yeah, we're a very different group, kind of uh, to everybody's point. You know, I came in from not knowing soccer to meeting these fine folks and getting to know fans that kind of are around us or that join us. And now I'm at the point where. I can do this podcast with you and actually know some stats and names. Uh, no, you came prepared, man. You had it. Yeah. <laughs> ready so, to go. I loved it. Yeah. So that's what I would say. With Railbirds, we're, we're a family that's trying to grow this team to stay here. Uh, for me, it's deeper than just watching soccer. Like I said, mm -hmm. with my little girl, uh, this is an opportunity that if she wants to play soccer, she can stay local. And I can be the the hovering parent or helicopter parent, I think is uh, <laughs> what they call it. And uh, but as well, it's it's a place that people can go and just enjoy an activity. We have very I wouldn't call them strict rules, right? Don't cuss anybody. At the end of the day, you never know who's listening. I think that's for every sporting event. Um, yeah. But we've all probably been in sections where that's not the case. Yeah. Um, and the cool thing about being in the Royal Bird section for me, and I'm a little bit of like a bougie person is uh my, my tv time you know what i mean so uh -huh. like the cameras look at us probably i would say at least twice a half usually in the beginning of the game so if you don't go over there and make some noise if you got like a date 
later on next day you can show her the game and boom you're on tv so there's like my <laughs> generic sales pitch but it is a great time and i would love to yeah. continue to see us grow and have more input it's been really fun and it's stress-free like i said i work 40 hours got a kid and these guys have let me hang around and be part of everything so okay you have anything to add james summed oh, yeah. that up for you yeah he did a great job with that like um I think that for me, like the biggest goal I have for the Railbirds is just for people to like want to join. Like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know that like when you see like a club or like a group and like, especially in Kentucky or like Lexington, like you're used to growing up in a small town where everyone knows each other. They yeah. only talk to each other and like they don't let any outsiders in. Like that's the complete opposite of like mm -hmm. what, a supporter group does like a supporter group like it's in our all of our instagram bio twitter bio everything we are a group that's open to anyone mm -hmm. everyone and we all have the same goal of supporting these guys and the women's team in their seasons like through thick and thin like we're there to provide positive atmospheres and if you don't want to be a part of that like and you're I don't know why are you coming to games like <laughs> yeah yeah like you don't have to sit with us to be a railbird either like you mm -hmm. we encourage as many people to join us because like if you do join us and you're active like in our group like you get all these perks that are i know we haven't like implemented all of them but they're coming mm -hmm. and like for example like we got to be in the photo shoot for the kit drop like that yeah. was i had never in my life thought i'd be in one of those like um and we get we had t-shirts that, that were made for us um by minutemen for free and we're handing them out to our members like just to thank them for being a part of it and like and putting in your uh own opinions and ideas and like we want to hear them like we are not exclusive we are yeah. inclusive like we want everyone to feel comfortable like people walked up to us at the season ticket holder event I'd never mm -hmm. met them before. So I was like, what's your name? Like, yeah. Uh, are you a part of the real birds? Like, if not, do you want to join? Like, yeah, we're, we just want people to join us and like create that family oriented atmosphere that James was talking about that, like bring your kids, bring your family. Like we just want to create this positive, encouraging experience for the team and for the fans. Cause like soccer, I said this in, um, I was talking to Jay, uh, who is the photographer, videographer. Um, he, and I was just saying, soccer is a universal language. Like, yeah. you can travel all over the world. You can talk to, it, you don't even have to speak the same language to understand the game. Yeah. And, like, it brings people together. Like, you'll see it when the World Cup's here. It's going to change, like, how mm -hmm. America sees the, the game. Like, when it was here in the 90s, like, I, I didn't get to experience that. I don't even think I was alive yet. But <laughs> um, I'm sorry if that makes you old. But like thinking about soccer then and how it took off, and now with social media, with everything like that, like we want people to see that. We want people to want to go to that, and we want the real birds to help you feel comfortable, like for taking and maybe a sport you haven't seen before, or that, that you've loved your whole life. <laughs> those are great. Those are great, and and I love that you guys are emphasizing that it's not all about people joining just because they're diehard soccer fans. It's more about, it's a conduit, a conduit for community and for connecting with other people. Like I've met so many people since I've started doing this. It, it blows my mind how many people have become close friends 
or just even like me having the chance, like a door to meet new people. You know, like you mentioned the season ticket holder event. I went to that and there were people that heard my voice and they're like, wait a second. I know you, you're Tyler. And I was like, oh, hey. And then we had that like a conversation, you know, and it was really, really cool because it's nice to to be able to make those connections. And it wasn't like conversation being like, hey, do you know the stats of um, Amal Knight? What about Khalid? You know, it was more just chit chatting, just just community, not even necessarily about soccer. And I think that's something that you guys are doing a great job of trying to build. And I think that that's something people can really benefit from and finding that type of community and then feeling welcome and bringing family and friends and it becoming, you know, you know, in a way, I, I don't know. And this isn't me bashing baseball, like baseball, like everybody says is like America's pastime and everything. But I feel like soccer is taking that, that gap that's there. And it's not just going and sitting and watching games. It's going and making connections at games, you know, and yeah. I think that maybe soccer is one of those sports that is, is putting its money where its mouth is as far as doing that, especially at, at the level that our team plays at. And I love to see it. And I think that people can really benefit from that. And, you know, it, like you all mentioned, I think that anybody who's intimidated by joining you all, they shouldn't be. You know, it, it's not <laughs> I love that you guys stressed. It's not a stressful situation. It's not something <laughs> where you guys are beating down their door being like, hey, you're a member of the Railbirds. Saw you didn't carry a flag the other day, you know, and and <laughs> I, I think that's cool. You know, and, and it can be for everybody, you know, whether you're at certain stages of your life or you have obligations. Um, and, and I'm hoping that that takes off and I'm hoping that everybody really latches on and decides that this is something they want to invest in here in Lexington, because I think we have the framework to make it happen. I think that we have, you know, the people that are, are getting there are, are starting to feel like, okay, this is something that can be here to stay in those concerns that you would hear early on, whenever this was just an idea and not really something physical of people saying, well, you know, like, James had mentioned, you know, we had the Thoroughblades and all, the, all these other teams. And it's like, well, how invested is the ownership really? Well, it's like <laughs> they're they're very invested. They're pouring so much into this. And it's not like it, it's, you know, coming from all these other shady places. They're coming from their money. They're putting their money, their time. There are people that are from here that live here. The owners are like at every game. They're out and amongst the crowd. Like they're they're really trying to make this something that can have longevity and the idea of becoming part of that community. And then we look back like 15 years from now and it's still growing. And it's like, what, what is this? This is, this is <laughs> awesome. That's, it's a really cool idea. And I, I think you guys are doing really important work, you know, not, not necessarily for the club, but with the club um, and with the community. And I know that it's only going to grow because, you know, as you guys get more members, which is really the key thing is more members. Cause the more hands you have, the more you can impact things, the more cool things that you can do, the more ways you can reach out in the community and make some special things happen. Uh, I think the better off like we'll be as a city. And I, I think that's an opportunity that you don't see in other sports that don't have something that's the equivalent to a supporters group that can really inspire those things or, or bring them together. So uh, thank you guys for all your hard work. I know that it's a tremendous amount. I know that you guys are always trying to to bring the energy and get people in there and, and feel that sense of belonging and community. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. it. Yeah. It's been great. You know, the, and two to kind of your point, how it's like kind of pressure free. When I miss the beat on the drum, I always remember that while we're at our temp stadium, this is just practice seasons of practice. But 
Um, but kind of the difference in soccer, I know we can wrap. Sorry to, to no, you're good. That, but I want to hear what you guys I, have to say. I was just saying the one thing I didn't know about soccer is there's no music. You know what I mean? Like if you ever go to right. the NFL game or an NBA game, like they have a DJ while the game's going. Right. And then and so with soccer, I never realized that like it takes that that fan base to create that energy and uh, to kind of give even the people I've came and like sat with us for a half or period or whatever they're referenced as. Um, when you watch that on TV, when you watch LSC games, we have that kind of magic. You can hear the fans doing the mm -hmm. rumbles when it's that corner kick. Um, you know, you can kind of hear when there's the breakaway and we start doing like a little horse running thing. Yeah. Uh, but then, you know, when you watch other teams that the fan base isn't really doing anything, it's like you're watching a bunch of grown men kind of practice on a field. That's just my thoughts. So like kind of that point, come make noise with us because it does yeah. after 45 minutes, it, it's hard on the arms after a while. <laughs> yeah. It is. And soccer's not supposed to be a quiet sport. Like, no. If you go to any other, like, European match, like, you, like, watch anything in the Premier League, those fans do not stop. Like, yeah. they are loud the entire match, like, start to finish. Like, yep. those drummers, like, they don't stop once. No. It's insane. <laughs> well, and just the energy is different. I know our players yeah. and coaches have said it five million times in, like, the after-game interviews or interviews I've done with them. They're like, the fans give us energy. Like, they don't want to hear – thunderstruck for the 5,000th time over a loudspeaker they want to hear us like cheering with like a unique chance and like whether they be player specific or not they want that energy and I know they love like you you mentioned James when we do like the like the thundering when we're stomping the the bleachers like that just the energy level with that is wild when I brought my son to his his first game he was like is it thundering dad and I was like I mean that's what it sounds like, right? And he's like, like, yes, sir. That's why the horse's name is Thunder. And I was like, ah, connected, <laughs> isn't it? And he's like, whoa. And it's like mine was blown for a second. <laughs> but it's, it's it's cool. Like just those little like things that happen that bring character to the game and let our personality as fans shine through. So, you know, it's like we have a stake in what's happening. It's not just – a, a passive event it's it's meant to be active it's meant to be something where you're engaged and so you guys doing that that makes that happen at the end of the day because i know you know people will cheer and you know jeer and all that stuff but when you guys start doing your thing that's when it really starts picking up and you can just feel it like coming down <laughs> through the stands where you guys are now on the other side uh compared to where you once were like you just feel the energy translating across as it just makes its way down. Cause I'm on the exact opposite side of you guys and we can hear it. And then it just kind of does this little wave. <laughs> and then before you know it, everybody's involved in doing the thing. So it's, it's, I don't know, it's something special and you guys are playing a really big role in it. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Well, I won't keep you guys for much longer. I know that you guys have, uh, it's late. You dedicated a lot of time already, but thank you, James. Thank you, Kate, for joining us. Anybody listening, Look for them out there um, when we are tailgating. Um, come by the Railbirds lots. I know the team always shares the map where the Railbirds are going to be. Um, look for the people with the flags and the drums and uh, just, just come hang out. Um, even if you, you are not sure if you want to join right that moment, the first time you meet somebody there, just start talking to people and then maybe you'll be inclined. Maybe they'll convince you. Um, maybe, you know, 
James forcing you to take a drumstick and uh, start <laughs> banging away on the drums and uh, Kate shoving a flag in your hand and all of a sudden you'll feel inspired and the essence of thunder will <laughs> and all of a sudden you're just the railbird like maximum fan or something. I don't know, but <laughs> we need t-shirts that say the essence of thunder. The essence of thunder. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> I love it. And it's just the picture of a mini horse. Yeah, just that's the outline awesome. too. You don't even get like the full detail, just the little outline. <laughs> I need it like Parks and Rec style, like little Sebastian. Yeah. Like, like the clouds and the light shining down on thunder and like just oh, on the back. Yes. Hey, there's your next idea. You guys make thunder uh, her own song to the tune of Lil Sebastian. I don't know how that, well that'll translate. Those are very different sounds that <laughs> Sebastian versus Thunder make, but somebody's going to be creative in the Railbirds and come up with something. <laughs> well, thank you guys again. I really appreciate your time. Everybody out there, like I said, check it out. Um, if you feel inclined to join the Railbirds, they'd love to have you. Everybody's welcome. Come have fun. Come uh, enjoy what they have to offer and that energy. So until next time uh, on the next episode of Crane Kicks Lex, I'll see everybody later.